0: Hello, welcome back to this series on John's Gospel. This is Moses Gumadi and I greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we have been studying John's Gospel, obviously. We finished, I think, at verse 28 in the previous episode and today we will start with verse 29. John chapter 1 verse 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Um, And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. So he gives additional reasons why he has come to baptize with water. Because remember... In the previous episode, we looked at the Pharisees and the scribes, the Jews who went to John in the wilderness to ask him, Who art thou? Why are you baptizing? He said, I am not the Christ, I am not Elijah, and I am uh, not that prophet, but I am the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness. Oh, by the way, one thing that we didn't mention yesterday is that although John the Baptist said that he is not Elijah, the Lord Jesus Christ said in two occasions, in the book of Matthew, uh, or in the Synoptic Gospels, on two occasions, he said, this is Elijah. Okay, and that is a fact. Then we have in Luke's Gospel, the angel Gabriel telling um, the father of uh, john the baptist zacharias that he will go forth in the power in the spirit and the power of elijah so we have three explanations here one according to the lord jesus christ john the baptist is elijah according to gabriel john the baptist goes in the spirit and the power of elijah rather operates in the spirit and the power of elijah But according to John the Baptist himself, he is not Elijah. So which is true? All three are true. John indeed is Elijah. So in the the person there are several levels within the person. I think that is sufficient to say in several levels or several aspects. From the aspect and from the level the Lord Jesus Christ is looking at, John is none other than Elijah. He said very clearly, there is no mincing of words, okay? People try to qualify this and that. The Lord Jesus Christ said in plain terms, he is Elijah. But it is also true that look at from another angle, from another side of his personality, he goes forth in the spirit and power of Elijah course which is linked to what the Lord Jesus Christ said but John himself did not know all that he his identification and the way he is operating is is only going by the prophetic uh, calling that is shown in the book of Isaiah chapter 40 and therefore he calls himself as the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness and he says I am not Elijah uh, in a way even that is true because physically he was not elijah the body is not elijah the soul um, the um, you know some of the aspects uh, are not elijah so some aspects are some some are not so that that's how it is let us not get into the complication but the fact remains you cannot 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 deny that John the Baptist is, Elijah according to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, let's move forward. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. This is a very interesting phrase. He calls him the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. That is the fundamental reason why the Lord Jesus Christ came. We we know that in in, in the Bible, he said in John's Gospel, that he came to, um, let's look at save the world. He came to save the world. There are several verses. Um, I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Right? And then, of course, save them that believe. But he wants to save the world. So that's why he came for. And so, he takes away the sin of the world. Sin of the world. In the, in the book of Leviticus, in the book of Leviticus, we have the Day of Atonement. In Hebrew, it is called Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Now, that's the Day of Atonement. I think that falls on the 10th of uh, the 7th month or maybe the 14th or 7th month. We will look at it. So on the 10th month, um, so in Leviticus 23, we will look at the timetable. So if you look at the in the 7th month first day of the month okay 7th month on the 10th day of the month here we read on the 10th day of the month shall be the day of atonement okay so the day of atonement is described in Le- leviticus chapter 16 where aaron has to sacrifice a a, a bull an ox uh, for himself and the family he has to sacrifice a ram for a burnt offering and he has to sacrifice he has to get two goats Two goats and cast lots on them, and then one of the lot is for the Lord, and another lot is for Azazel. Okay, what is Azazel? Azazel um, in Hebrew, Az means uh, uh, a sheep, a goat, or a she goat. Azal means sent away. And therefore, the King James Bible translates this as escape goat, meaning escape goat, as it were, I meaning a goat which is sent away. But the meaning is much deeper than that, because the very uh, word goat that is used in that phrase, in, in, that, uh, in Leviticus chapter 16, in this place, for example, he says, and Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats. And the word for goats in that place is... Seir, seirim, ha se'irim, the goats. So he's not using the word goat as Az in this location. He uses the word seir. Okay, and then he says, "Goral ekhad Adonai, one lot for the Lord. Ve goral ekhad Azazel, another lot for Azazel." one lot for the lord another lot for azazel so what is going on here the the lot the goat on which the lord's lot falls will be sacrificed as a sin offering whereas the goat upon which the lot for azazel falls that goat will be the goat will be sent away uh, to the wilderness Uh, to Azazel. We read here in verse uh, 10, but the goat on which the Lord fell on the scapegoat, uh, fell to which the Lord fell for Azazel, shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Or if you read alternatively, and to let him go to Azazel into the wilderness. Okay, so Azazel uh, means a spiritual entity who is not a good guy, obviously, and also refers to the mountain in the wilderness, uh, which is metaphorically thought to be the stronghold of evil. Essentially, it is given away to evil. And so, the goat that is given away to evil is for Azazel. Whereas the other goat, which is sacrificed is for the Lord. Now, why am I going all these things, you know, showing you all these things uh, to explain here in uh, John verse chapter 1, verse 29 about the Lamb of God? Because John interestingly says here that behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Here he fulfills, he actually merges both the things into one. He is called the Lamb of God. In other words, uh, the, he's not saying goat, but he's saying Lamb of God, meaning the lot, the lot of the Lord has fallen for him. In a sense, he is the Lord's, not for Azazel's. However, he takes away the sin of the world, meaning he's doing that which the other goat did. And so both the goats uh, are fulfilled in him. So on the one hand, he will be sacrificed. On the other hand, he will, be, he will take away the sin forever. Remove the sin from the world. Okay, All the sins of the world uh, are taken as a singular sin. In other words, if you evaluate the world from the standards of God and the will of God, the complete, the sum total of all the deviations, the sum total of all deviation from God's will is the measure of sin. Let us say, all that measure of sin, He's going to take away, remove, take away. That is what He's going to do. Because He He's come to save the world. He is the Savior of the world, especially them that believe. He says, but yet He is the Savior of the world, which is why, uh, in. Uh, Paul in 2nd corinthians makes very interesting points Paul makes very interesting points in 2nd corinthians chapter 5 for the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all then we're all dead if one died for all then we're all dead there is a false doctrine that is being taught that Christ died only for the elect That is not true at all. That is false. He died for all. He died for the whole world. Very simple. It is there in multiple places. He tasted death for every man. Hebrews chapter 2. And that he died for all. They that which live should not live. Okay. Now if you go forward, um, he says God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Why? Look at this. On the cross, when Christ died, God was reconciling the world to Himself. How the... Thing that brings the world, the, the, the thing that separates the world from him is the sin. And the sum total totality of all the sin is taken away by the Lamb of God. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. He's not imputing. And have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. And so he says, be reconciled to God. God is reconciling the world to himself. You need to get reconciled. That's the point. In other words, the Lord has already re- He's turned his face toward us. We need to turn to him. If you don't turn to him, obviously... You know you are not reconciled, although he is reconciled, and therefore you will suffer the consequences. It's it's like this: you have fallen in the ditch, and he, somebody, is showing you the hand. Uh, As long as you don't come out, um, you know, if the the ditch contains um, whatever things are there, let's say worms or whatever, are biting you, you'll still be bitten by them because you're still in the ditch. That's the point. And so God is not imputing the trespasses but why is sin still causing death why is still still being punished as it were? Is because it's a natural consequence of being in that state the moment you shift your state from there you don't see it that is how it is and so coming back he is the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world this is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. He was before me, he says. He acknowledges the primacy, supremacy, and indeed the divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ. I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. So his ministry was a preparatory ministry to bring people to Christ. And how did John come to acknowledge him? He better record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode abode upon him. Obviously when um, he came to be baptized and he saw the Spirit coming down and it abode, abode, abode upon him. And I knew him not but that he sent uh, me to baptize with water, the same said, He that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And so I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Essentially, John saw the Holy Spirit descending upon the Son of God, Yeshua Mashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is declared to be the son of God. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. There was a voice that came from heaven as it is written in the other gospels. So that brings us to the conclusion of uh, today's lesson. Essentially what we are saying is he saw Jesus coming to him. Obviously to be baptized and declares, Behold, Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. So on the cross, he took away the sin of the world. All that we need to do is to accept that sacrifice, accept him and believe in him. And we will receive forgiveness of sins and we will receive eternal life. We'll see you again in the next lesson. Until then, goodbye and thank you for your patience and watching. Please do like and subscribe the channel and forward this to your friends if you do like this video. Thank you very much.